Hi, and welcome to Meet My Followers, episode number 54 for February 17th, 2011. Hi, I'm your host, Kate Dworkin, and this is the podcast where I interview my actual Twitter followers. Today's guest is Adam Baker, at Man vs. Dead. This week's episode is brought to you by Interactly. Interactly takes the guesswork out of mastermind group creation. You can get paired up with entrepreneurs, office folks, CEOs, whoever you need in order to benefit you and your career. We can hook you up with them. So head on over to interact.ly to get started today. My guest today is actually someone who reached out to me and asked to be on this show. He's the author of a new book called Double Double. His name is Cameron Harold. Cameron, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, you're welcome, Cade. Thanks for having me. So, you know, first and foremost, thank you for reaching out to me and saying that you wanted to come on. And that's really something great, especially with someone who is a, a you know, published author, a newly published author. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about who you are so that uh, the people following me and following the show can kind of start to paint that picture. Sure. Um, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I've been <laughs> living in, uh, in Canada. Um, and what I do now is I coach entrepreneurs and CEOs basically all over the world. I have CEOs that I mentor that are in Geneva, Berlin, the U.S., Mexico. Um, I've done speaking events to groups of entrepreneurs in 17 countries on five continents. Um, and I teach every year at MIT at the Entrepreneurial Master's Program at MIT. Um, really, what I'm what I'm known most for is helping entrepreneurs make their dreams happen. Really helping them grow their companies and giving them the proper systems and tools, and um, really helping them grow. So, I one of the companies that I'm most known for. I was the chief operating officer from One Eight Hundred Got Junk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I helped take that company when I joined. There were 14 people at the head office, and when I left, we had 3,100 employees system-wide operating in 46 states, nine provinces, and four countries. And um, that's probably the, the brand I'm most known for, but I built three other companies in addition to that prior to that. Well, it's, it's you know, you kind of give a small little recap of that in the book, which you were kind enough to actually send me an advanced copy of, which thank you. And, uh, you know, it was really interesting to, to read about how you really are, are a proponent of focusing to the point of, you know, just maximum. You can't have any lack of focus, it feels like, when you're trying to build huge brands. I think it's really when you're trying to, to do anything. Um, I talked to point. Uh, someone yesterday in, in an interview, and they kept challenging me and asking me for, you know, better tips and better tricks and things that you could do to be more productive. And I said, there aren't any tricks. Like, the trick is wake up in the morning write down the top five things you got to get done and start working on item one. And, and when it's done, start working on item two <laughs> and stop looking at your email and stop checking Twitter and stop doing Facebook and um, just get focused. And then in some random time that you schedule your, for yourself, then allow yourself to do email, then allow yourself to read the bloggers, then allow yourself to you know, get on Twitter. But life is pretty darn simple if you just wake up in the morning and focus on what you're supposed to do versus everything else that, that could be a distraction. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, it's something that I, you know, I'm smiling ear to ear as you kind of are, are talking about focus and, and making it happen. I mean, that's how I ended up getting, you know, through my undergrad in, in less than three years and in my master's degree in, tw- in less than 12 months, you know, I had to focus. And so I understand how important that is when you do anything, but it's, it's very interesting, the business context that you kind of labeled around this. But one of the things that, that was early on in the book, and I'm only, I don't know, a little over halfway in now, um, is that uh, you really have, have these kind of 
for lack of a better term, like dreamscaping that you're doing. Can you talk a little bit about how you kind of stumbled onto that and, and the power that you feel it has? Um, so yeah, on, on the concept of kind of dreamscaping, it's uh, it's a term that, that I call a painted picture. Yep. And the idea came to us from um, an Olympic coach. It was a high-performance athlete, a sports psychologist, who would work with athletes to visualize their event. And essentially the concept that if you take it to the business world is pretend that you go into a time machine three years out from now and look at your business three years from now and describe everything that you can see in your business three years from today. Um, describe what your customer relationships are like. Describe what your brand is like. Describe what you do day to day. Describe everything you can think of and see in your business three years from now. And if you're in a time machine, you can't tell how it happened. You can only describe what you see. So once you write down everything you see, come back to today and draft all that up as a three or a four page painted picture. I actually have a copy of one on my website that people can, can see, but or I describe it in my book. But the idea is describe what you can see in your business. Then what you want to do is take that painted picture and share it with everyone. Share it with your lawyers, your accountants, your doctor, your, your employees, your potential customers, your, your current customers. Share it with everybody so everybody can see the same movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I use the analogy of if you watch the movie The Sound of Music, when they have the little picnic scene, well, if you've never seen the movie – and I said to you, go, go recreate that picnic scene. You'd have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and now we're going to see a big flood of people going off to rent the, the sound of music if they haven't seen it. <laughs> um, but if you have seen the movie, it's very clear that the picnic scene is up in a meadow, up in the mountains, in the Swiss Alps with pe- you know, the blankets and kids dancing around. And you have a very clear picture of what that picnic looks and feels like. Very similar to your business. As an entrepreneur, you and everyone around you has to have a lot of clarity as to what you're building and what it looks like then they can figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's so critical to have that crystal clear vision on where you want to go and, and anything in life, right? And so it's really interesting. But one of the things that uh, was early on in the book that you talked about doing at several companies now is very much controlling kind of the wall space, for lack of a better term, and not in a negative, like you can't have anything on the walls, quite the opposite. You have an entire kind of initiative, which is, you know, can you imagine can you talk a little bit about how that started and the results that you and your clients have received by that? Sure. The, the idea of the can you imagine wall has really been popularized now with, with the term like vision boards, mm-hmm. you know, where you put your dreams in front of you and, and it's a bit of a manifestation of dreams. It's the, that law of um, the quantum mechanics of, of like attracts like. And if you can actually visualize something, if you can conceive it and then believe in it, you can achieve it. Conceive, believe, and achieve. So when we were moving into our office with 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Oh, about eight, eight or nine years ago, 2002, I think it was, we were standing, Brian and I, Brian was the founder of 1-800-GOT-JUNK, we're standing in this, this lobby of our, our new space, staring at this huge blank wall. And Brian said, could, could you imagine if people, when they walked in the door, if, if this wall would show them the future that would show them where we were going and get people excited about it. So we started putting some phrases up on the wall. You know, can you imagine 100 franchise partners? Can you imagine being featured on Oprah? Can you imagine, you know, adding our third country? Uh, can you imagine blah, blah, blah? And we just kept writing it down. Can you imagine being featured on the sides of Starbucks? Cups. The more we put these imaginations, the more people were getting excited and inspired. And then they would figure out how to make those dreams come true. You know, I put up one on the wall that said, can you imagine 1-800-GOT-JUNK? 
being studied at Harvard Business School. By putting it up on the wall, someone came through for a tour one day and said, are you guys serious about being studied at Harvard? And we said, absolutely. He said, you know, I know the guy that approves the case studies for Harvard. So we were introduced and then we were studied and now it's a case study at Harvard Business School. Uh, it, it is so crucial that, you know, you open up people, you open up kind of what your ambitions and hopes and dreams are because you never know, right? And, and my business mentor has gone on record and, and, and stated to me several times, the people, the person who you want to meet is only one person away. The problem is understanding who that one person in between is now. Right. And so, you know, Rocco's been on me about that for years. And it's so true because you, you just got to let people know that that's what your ambition is or what, you know, your company's ambitions are. And, you know, people will, will if they can help, tend to really want to. That's something that I, I find to be, you know, kind of shocking in the age of techno technology that we all really are still very human and very kind of community oriented. Well, I think, I think at our core, we are hardwired as humans to want to help other people. And it's actually, it's interesting. I read a book years ago by a guy named Matthew Kelly called The Dream Manager. And, and one of the concepts in this book called The Dream Manager is the bucket list. You know, he calls it the 101 goals, but it's the same as the bucket list, getting a list of things that you want to do before you kick the bucket. And his concept is if you get all of your employees to write a bucket list, and then if you have one person in your company whose full-time job it is to help all of your employees hit their personal dreams and personal goals, you know, things they want to do or see or learn or try or achieve or buy, whatever. If one person's full-time job is to help your employees hit their dreams, your employees will go through brick walls for you to help you build the company. The problem is that most owners try to hold people accountable and push them to do stuff. Instead, what owners should be doing is supporting the team and helping them. If we, if we focused on their personal dreams, they'll focus on our dream, which is to build our company. I'm stealing that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am absolutely going to steal that because the entrepreneurial streak is definitely uh, in me. I'm just trying to figure it out kind of when and where and how. And I am definitely going to steal that somebody is dedicated to making sure that every, everybody else's, you know, kind of dreams are, are happening there. Their big 101 list. So it's really a fascinating idea. So Cameron, why a book? Why did you make the transition, right? I mean, I know you've done a lot of speaking and a lot of consulting and a lot of coaching and you're on the board of, of a couple of companies. You know, how, why the book and why now? It's, it's interesting. I actually didn't want to write a book. Um, <laughs> Funny how that happens, right? It, it's a lot of work. Um, and and I, if I was going to do one, I wanted to put something out that I'd be proud of that would really help entrepreneurs make their dreams happen. That's, that's what I like doing. I like helping entrepreneurs. So I was getting a lot of entrepreneurs wanted the book so that they could have their employees learn the same systems to grow. I wanted to share these very simple to put in place tools. I'm a simple guy. I couldn't have gotten into an MBA program if my life depended on it. <laughs> so all the systems are very simple. You know, you don't need an MBA to figure this stuff out. You just need to read it and put it in place. Um, and then I had a bunch of speakers bureaus that were saying, you know, if we had a book, we could get you a lot more of even bigger speaking events than you're doing. So it was really just how do I share it and how do I push it out there? It wasn't, it wasn't because I wanted to and it wasn't because I felt I had something to say. It's because everyone else told me I had stuff to say and they wanted to share it. But that's an honest point to come from, right? I mean, that's one where y the demand is already there for the book. It's now, you know, hey, I've got to put in that, that time, effort, and energy in order to make it actually happen. And, uh, you know, it seems from what I've read so far and, and uh, skimmed the rest, it seems like it is an amazing book. And, and congratulations on all that hard work. I, I know that it's a, it's, it's a massive undertaking to write a book. Thanks. I'll tell you, there's a funny story that ties in with it that's tied to the painted picture. Um, I was teaching at MIT last spring 
in May. And at MIT, this group called the Entrepreneurial Masters Program, it's about 65 entrepreneurs from around the world. And I was going to be one of their lecturers for this four-day course. And I was listening to each of them introduce themselves. On the plane to Boston, I had finished my last chapter of the book and had sent it to a woman who was helping me just do some of the light editing of all my work. Okay. And I said, here's the last chapter. We're ready to start approaching publishers. I've got my list. I'm going to start calling them on Monday. At the class, one of the guys stands up and says, hi, my name is Clint. I run this company called Greenleaf Press. I was like, Greenleaf? Greenleaf Books? I know Greenleaf Books. I looked down at my notes on my iPhone and sure enough, number one on my list of publishers to talk to is Greenleaf Books. Who is... <laughs> Who is sitting in front of me in the class is the owner of the company. So I went up and talked to him at the break and I said, you have to publish me. And he's like, no, no, we're not interested. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I told him who I was and he said, yes, we're publishing you. And I said, no, no, now you have to sit and watch me present tomorrow. And if you like my content, then we do the deal. So it was supposed to happen. And yeah. when I think I believe so strongly in this whole law of attraction and the manifestation of dreams that when you put it out there and you commit your goals to people, other people will help line it up to make it go. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, you know, it's been my experience that, you know, when I really have that set goal and I'm like constantly talking about it, which is something that uh, Stephanie Kilaus talked about last week of just, you can't shut up about it. You just keep talking about it and you keep working on it and it just kind of keeps going. Um, that's when people will just help you create additional momentum to, to achieving those goals. So let's each share one. What's, what's one of your goals that you're just compelled, even if it's a fun, silly one, what's one that you will just continually talk about until you know what happens? Uh, my biggest thing is actually this show, right? I mean, you know, it, it's, it's connecting the people. It's stopping me from being the bottleneck is a huge one for me where, you know, I only have so many hours in a day. I can only write so many emails. I can only take as many phone calls as I do. But by creating this, I create an opportunity where I can immediately introduce someone to someone else in my network by just sending them a link to an episode of the show and saying, this is who you need to talk to when you're ready. Let me know. And I'll, I'll you know, make the email introduction or I'll make a phone introduction, whatever you're comfortable with. And so it's been really fun for me to, especially in the last five weeks, to really reboot the show and, and, and kick it off as a weekly and, and commit to doing it. And it's something that I can't shut up about because I love the fact that, you know, in 54 episodes now, we've had listeners in over 40 countries. So I've been very, very fortunate. So, so clarify, clarify that into a goal then. What's the goal? Sure. The goal is uh, directly helping uh, my network know who's in my network. Okay. So you're like, you're like the zero degree guy. Very much so. I mean, and that's I, I work very, very hard at that. And I work very hard at learning who's in my network's network. So I spend a, an inordinate amount of time staring at Facebook friends of my friends and staring at LinkedIn connections. Um, and that's how I'm able to find the people who I need to introduce, even people who I just met uh, directly. And so it's always a good thing when you're introducing somebody when, you know, there's, there's a clear business objective and they're getting, f you know, a free client reference right off the bat. Are you going to be at Burning Man this fall? I am not at, as of this time. Um, so, you know, I'm in the process of moving out to New York. And so that, that's not something that, that is on the schedule as of now. That's not to say that it could change. Well, I'm, go I'm going back for my fifth time. So if you ever show up, there's some very, very, very in interesting and influential people I'll introduce you to. But our, our deal is we got to meet on the playa. Okay, fair enough. And then uh, I'll introduce you to another time. I'll tell you what mine is. I have this really weird random goal that I want to do um, speaking events on all seven continents. And currently I've done speaking events on five. Okay. And the only two I have left are South America and Antarctica. Okay. And I know that I can make South America work happen this year through 
you know, the normal networking and through YPO and EO, I'll probably land a South American event. Mm-hmm. The Antarctica one is going to be by me talking to enough people and saying it's got to be some entrepreneurial group that is going on some adventure to the Antarctic and I get to go with them. And while we're there, I'll talk about, you know, the life and times and emotional roller coasters of entrepreneurs and tie it into that journey that everyone will be on. So, so that's my goal. So if somebody out there knows how I can make that happen, I'd love a connection. I'll give you two little tidbits of information that jump right off the top of my head. First and foremost is uh, there's a show that's actually was produced out of, uh, I believe it was Toronto, uh, called Departures, um, which is an amazing show about travel. The guys there basically uh, went to all seven continents over three years and just kind of video logged their entire lives. Um, yeah. They're great guys, uh, and and uh, so reach out to them, and uh, they definitely have contacts down there at the Chilean research base. Okay. So there's one, and then the second uh, is uh, to uh, reach out to the people behind uh, the uh, Mac cruise that's going on now. They just uh, left two weeks ago from, I believe it was uh, Rio, and worked their way around uh, South America and ended up doing a, an excursion out to uh, Antarctica as well. Uh, so, you know, those guys know the logistics of, of who's running those cruises. Um, and so just one more little point, uh, I'll see if I can't dig up some email addresses and, and follow up with you after we're done recording here. That'd be great. So, and I'll, um, I will introduce you offline to a couple of people who go to burning, <laughs> to burning man as well before you get to the playa, but then you'll have to come and meet us in person. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a big thing for me is bringing online offline as quickly as possible. But one thing I love to close out all these interviews for, and I never preface my guests with is who are some of the people who you follow on Twitter that you get a lot of value out of? Wow. I know it's hard to do when you've got a bunch of people following you and you're following a, quite a, a large number yourself. Yeah, um, Seth Godin, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexis Neely. Okay. Um, Sarah Robinson. There's a new name for me. Okay, I'll have to do uh, find her and link her up. Uh, Elena Verley. Okay. Um, Dave Garland. And anything in particular that that strikes you about these people? They're real. Okay. They're not. Um, overtly selling me all the time on some product they're they're sharing they're connecting they're real there's a blend of of vulnerability and humor and and goals um you know they're not afraid to say god i screwed up today i'm such a (laughs) moron right like you know they've already they've already opened the kimono sure yeah no they're they're being real people they're not putting on a facade right well you know cameron thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it You're welcome, Kate. Appreciate it. Send me a link to this when we're up live. I'd love to be able to share it. And that finishes up my interview with Cameron. I hope that you enjoyed meeting him the way that I had. Uh, I've since had a couple of days to finish reading his book, and uh, I can definitely put my stamp of approval on it. A lot of great points about uh, focus and uh, culture and how to create the right kind of business environment for you to actively double your business in less than three years. So guys, if you're interested in the book, it's called Double Double. It comes out on April 2nd, 2011. So head on out to your local bookstore then or place a pre-order on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or your favorite online bookseller. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week.